I'm gonna go ahead. Thank you. I forgot to do that earlier. Y'all forgive me. Okay. <laughs> Miss Tanisha today is up first. So Tanisha today, Miss Inspiration is an inspirational speaker, author, professor, and academic consultant. Tanisha is dedicated in helping individuals to successfully devise a lifestyle filled with healing and purpose in all they do as they navigate everyday life. Tanisha's work derives from her personal experience with low uh, self-esteem, obesity, depression, and feeling inadequate. She shares how she overcame and renewed her life. Through her keynote messages, teachings, and coaching, she is able to pour firsthand experience and practical biblical steps for others to implement immediately. Tanisha has shared her many testimonies and publications such as Dr. Oz Magazine, Huffington Post, and many others. To learn more about Ms. Tanisha Shanae, you can go to her website, which is tanishashanae.com. Okay. And our next speaker, Ms. Valerie Reed. She is the founder of, one second. Okay, Strong to Finish LLC. She is a native of Compton, California, who grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. After attending Prairie View A&M University and obtaining her bachelor's degree in social work and a master's in sociology, she worked in the social work field in Las Vegas, Nevada and Houston, Texas for approximately 10 years. She decided to change careers and focus on education where she has been teaching for 16 years. She is a mother of three children, Ryan, who was 18, Kayla, 17, and Micah, 13. I hope I pronounced the names right. Valerie is the member of the Wisconsin Sleepers, Cigna Gamma. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that, how you pronounce it, but it's RHL Sorority, I'm sorry, Inc. in order of the Eastern Star. Valerie is also the author of Stay Strong, Finish Strong, a story of hope and encouragement for those who have and will experience grief and loss. She is also the author of Through Micah's Eyes, which is a children's book that portrays her son Micah on the day of his father's funeral. This book was featured on a virtual book tour with uh, Rolston Pub Publishing. Uh, Valerie's latest book, Grieving Under God's Grace, a prayer journal is a book of prayers for grief and loss for 21 days. Strong to the Finish Real Talk Radio is a podcast in which Valerie talks about those un uncomfortable topics such as death and dying. This podcast can be heard through many platforms such as Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Valerie has also been featured on several online radio channels such as the Girlfriends Channel, CJ Sunny South Dallas Night Show, Message of Hope and Faith Walk. In February, 2020, Valerie was one of five teachers featured in Tech Talk Education San Antonio Valerie was featured on the Fights Within with Manuel Radio Talk Show in Cypress, Texas. She recently became one of the faces of Black Women Widows Empowered. Valerie was nominated and awarded the Distinguished Authors Award for Best Children's Book. She also was one of the hosts of Storytime Chill and Valencia, in which they feature African-American authors of children's books. Pasta Hot Sauce is the latest collaboration project that Val and Seal tackle the hard conversations of being a teenage girl and some of the challenges that are faced. That is so important. Uh, Valerie in, enjoys empowering other women by sharing her story of grief and loss. 
December 2018, Valerie accepted her call to ministry and is going through the process of becoming an ordained minister. Amazing. Valerie's goal is to encourage herself and others by speaking up and speaking out about grief and loss because she has suffered loss, but manages to keep going by holding on to faith and family. The whole purpose is to stay in the race and finish strong. Yes, I so agree. Okay, so next up, give me one moment. It's going to be Miss Lauren. Okay, so Miss Lauren N. Jones, affectionate, affectionately, excuse me, known as Lady L, is a native of Orlando, Florida. She is a proud alumni of Oak Ridge High School and DeVry University. She completed her studies at DeVry University and earned her Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Human Resources Management. In April 2010, under the leadership of Pastor Apostle W.K. Wynn, she acknowledged her excitement and accepted her call to ministry. It was through this encounter and under his tutelage that she first received formal training and preparation for ministry. Over the, over the years, she has served in various capacities of leadership to include the women's ministry minister and leader, Help and Hands Senior Ministry Leader, Culinary Department Leader, Church Secretary, Pastors Administrative Assistant, Youth Ministry Assistant, Singles Ministry Minister, Church Event Coordinator, and more. In 2018, God transitioned her to Heavenly Hands Outreach Ministry. Prophetess Atrice Hubbard Brown is a pastor. Under Pastor Hubbard Brown, she has continued to grow and go. She has a heart for God's people and a love for those who are hurting. Her nurturing care allows her to teach, direct, and correct in a manner that is loving and hard to shun. In addition to the call of evangelists, during her free time, she enjoys riding motorcycles, making jewelry, and natural body care products and reading. She owns a catering company, and she is a licensed insurance agent, travel agent, and doula. When she isn't busy operating her businesses, she can be found working at her local police department. She's often heard saying, your preaching good is tight but is right, and that will preach all by itself. She believes in covering others until they recover and loving them right where they are at. Amazing, Miss Lauren. Okay, and our last but not least is gonna be Dr. Jasmine. Give me one minute to get her bio up here. Okay, Dr. Jasmine. Reverend Dr. Jasmine Gordon is a servant leader. She is an accomplished educator who earned her master's degree in counseling psychology, educational leadership, master of divinity, doctorate degree in education and doctor of divinity. She is a licensed ordained minister, certified Christian chaplain, certified notary public and a published author. Dr. Gordon is a national certified educator for more than 30 years, holding multiple certificates in elementary, middle, and high school education in various content areas. She has taught at all levels, including graduate education as a college professor and university supervisor. As professional develop development specialist, Dr. Gordon has served educators from different multicultural backgrounds and school districts, 
She is an articulate motivational speaker at religious and educational events. She has been recognized and honored for her accomplishments and contributions. Her honors and awards include re recognition from Atlanta City Council in 2002 and 2015, the Atlanta General Constitution Teacher of the Year, Public, Public Broadcasting Atlanta, academic honors who's who among students in American university and colleges. Dr. Gordon founded Dr. Jasmine R. Gordon Ministry, Soul Care Healing, Jasmine Gordon Ministry Institute, JGMI, and Gordon Chaplaincy Ministry. She is an anointed Bible teacher, counselor, and preacher. Her community services are numerous, and Dr. Gordon is a member of numerous professional organizations. Okay, so towards the end, I will give each of our speakers um, the opportunity to let everyone know where they can be found at and what their upcoming events are going to be so you can keep up with them. Okay, I've done a lot of talking already. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so again, everybody, thank you for joining us. I am Dr. Tamara. I am the owner and founder and, oh, just um, of Kingdom Girls Ministries. I started that back in 2017 when, you know, it, the name was given to me from God. And since then, I've just been obedient in what he has, you know, told me to do. And it's been a various things. Uh, but just this year, um, he has had me doing, you know, workshops, workshops that's going to help all of us at the end of the day heal. Um, there are so many things that we go through in life that we need healing from. Um, in the first set of these workshops, we're on our mindset. We had some amazing women um, come and just share some things with us. Miss Tanisha Shanae was one of them. She came and shared with us on purpose. We had someone come in to talk about mental health. We had another one to come in and talk about prayer. Everything starts with our mind. But for today, this is another thing that I've, I've always been passionate about this is sisterhood. You know, women, you know, we are here to help, you know, but there's things that we as women go through that gets us off track. And um, that's what today is for, to get us back on track, to get us back into the, uh, I don't know what, your, what word to use, but just get us back into sisterhood, get us back loving one another and being there for one another. Um, I do want to give everyone the opportunity to just um, say hello, introduce yourselves, and then we'll go ahead and get into some questions. Ms. Lauren, did you want to go ahead and say a few things? Sure. Um, I'm Lauren and Jones. I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited about what God is, is doing through you, Dr. Tamara. And I'm looking forward to this opportunity. Thank you. I so appreciate you, Ms. Lauren. Uh, Ms. Tanisha, go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm really, well, I'm Tanisha Shanae. I'm so excited to be here. This is definitely a topic that needs to be discussed, and I'm excited to be a part of it and be with all the other women today as well. Thank you. Ms. Valerie. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I had to move locations, so sorry for the technical difficulties, but I'm once again happy to be here. I'm blessed and honored to have the privilege to speak about the topic and to be on a panel with such amazing women. Thank you. 
Thank you, Dr. Jasmine. Thank you, I'm mute, Dr. Jasmine. <laughs> Blessings to each of you, people of God. Blessings to each of you on the panel. For those of you who are listening now and will be watching and listening in the future, I'm very excited about this. I love God. I love God's people. I love to serve. And so it is my delight to be here with you. God bless you, Dr. Tamara. I look forward to this amazing fellowship that we will have today. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so sisterhood, what is sisterhood? You know, if you, if you were on when we first got started, each amazing woman on her, each speaker gave their take on sisterhood, you know, and it could be a various, it could be various things, okay? But at the end of the day is women getting along, doing things together, um, advancing God's kingdom, but each person, each woman is going to have a different take on that. You know, is there anyone on here that would like to give a much, probably a more detailed um, response on what sisterhood means to them as an individual? Okay. What about a personal story on sisterhood? I was going to say, I have one. Um, I would just say um, a personal experience or a personal story. When my husband passed away almost nine years ago, um, I had some, I had a lot of people around me, of course, and in my ear. But when it came down to the details um, of getting the service together and doing everything, mm -hmm. I did mostly everything by myself. Well, I had some sisters Um not biological sisters, but I had some uh, sisters, sorority sisters, who reminded me and said, hey, what are you going to wear? You know, what are your kids going to wear? I was so busy making sure my husband was put away nicely that I didn't do those things. I didn't think about myself. I didn't think about the kids. I was just trying to make sure everything was going okay with the service. So long story short, they put me in the car and they took me to go get my children, my, my son some suits and my daughter dressed. And they made sure that I had my suit and they said, you know what, we're going to take you to get your nails and your feet done. And so when I think of sisterhood, I think about how one particular sister went with me to pick out my husband's suit. And it was just to me, it was just like I didn't have to ask her. She said, I'm going with you, you know, and so that kind of stuff is like. To me, that sisterhood, not having to ask is a person knows that you're going through something or you have a need. They step up and they meet the need without you even having to ask. Yes, ma'am. So agree. And that's basically what sisterhood is about. It's about, you know, putting yourself aside. You know, if your sister is going through something. You, you're supposed to be there to help her get through that. And that was, I'm pretty sure, was a very devastating time in your life. And you needed women to come and just do. You know, sometimes we all, that's all we need is just someone to be there. It's, you know, sometimes everyone doesn't know the things to say, but you can do something that's going to help that person get through that particular time in their life. So I thank you for sharing that, Ms. Valerie. Okay, Ms. Tanisha. 
So the one thing that comes to mind is when we think about sisterhood, and I'm glad Valerie mentioned that, you know, a lot of times we are, our sisters are not our biological sisters or even people that we were raised with. And I remember um, about four years ago, I became very close with uh, my mother's, one of her coworkers, her former coworkers. Um, and she had to go have surgery, it was just out the blue. And the one thing that was just set on my heart was, you know, be at the hospital when she wakes up. I didn't, I didn't know if her biological sister, the, you know, the people she called family, if they were gonna be there or not when she woke up, but I was there because it was just set on my heart. And when she woke up and like, I saw tears in her eyes and I'm like, you know, the pain is gonna be okay. And she's like, I'm not crying because of that. I'm crying because everyone else that I was expecting to be here is not here. I'm expecting my sister. I'm expecting, you know, the, the person who lived next door to me, who's been like a sister since I was five to be here. And here you are, a person I just met, and you're here. And I think that's something that we have to think about and we have to remind ourselves is that it's not about time. You know, I hate that's I hate Drake's song, No New Friends. Um, <laughs> because many people do take that, they take that to heart. They're like, no, no new friends. Only my only my day ones. Sometimes your day ones don't have your best interests at heart. Sometimes it's the people that God is sending at that particular point in your life, in that season, that's gonna help you get through because God knows what you need. You might not, and even your day ones may not know that. So I, that was something that I always just kind of reminded myself, like, you know, don't, don't, don't leave out the people that God has just sent into your life because that's gonna be the sister that's gonna be able to help you in this next season that you don't even know is coming up. I just wanted to share that. Yes, ma'am. And that's what we have to remember. It's like, you know, it, it's not, sisterhood is not going to be about those that you grew up with, those ones that are probably in your same household. I have one sister, and I'm telling you, I have people that um, didn't grow up in the same house with, people that I may just have met. They are more of a sister to me than my own blood sister. You know, and while that may sound sad, it, it sometimes that's how it is. You know, my best friend, I've, I've known her for like 15 years. I mean, I, I, t I tell you, I can talk with her about anything. I can't do that with my blood sister, you know? So it's gonna be those times when, you know, you're gonna have someone that you, it's not your blood, but they're gonna be, they're gonna do more things for you than your own blood will do. You know, should it be that way? No, but that's just how it is sometimes. And I'm just, I'm thankful for the women that God has placed in my life. Um, people that I, sometimes it's people that I have not even met before. Tanisha Shanae, never met her <laughs> in person, but you know, I can say that that's my sister. You know, Miss Valerie, haven't met you in person, but I can say that's my sister. Miss Lauren, haven't met her in person, but I can say that's my sister. Dr. Jasmine, haven't met her in person, but I can say that's my sister, you know, and that's how it's going to be sometimes. Even on the job, you're going to meet some people and it's like you, you know, you probably, it feels like you've known them all your life because there's just this connection, you know, and you can be going through some, you know, difficult situations, even on the job, you know, and you could be sitting there, you got your head in your hands and someone just comes by and just tells you, hey, it's going to be good. You know, if you need anything, I'm here for you. That's sisterhood, okay? Uh, Miss Jasmine, I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Jasmine. 
Yeah, that's okay. I get that too, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm not one of those individuals hung up on titles. Okay. <laughs> and that is for real, I'm yes, telling ma'am. you. Yeah. So, yes, you know, as um, the other two ladies spoke, the scripture that came to mind for me is um, the scripture where the word of God says, do not entertain angels unaware. I know that's in the Old Testament. I don't remember exactly where that is found, but the Holy Spirit brought that um, scripture to my remembrance. Do not entertain angels unaware. Like the rest of you, um, I've had so many experiences of sisterhood, sisterhood experiences where I have reached out to others without them asking in difficult situations. And I have had it the other way where individuals reach out to me without me having to ask. And the reason I'm thinking of that scripture is that stranger, someone you just met for the first time will do for you what is needed in your life at that moment. I have had numerous experiences like that. And you can only wonder, how did she know? How did she know? And it is because God himself is watching over us, looking out for us. He knows what we have need of. And he sent the right person at the right time to do what needs to be done. Because Holy Spirit, minister to that person and that person it takes obedience and it takes discernment also because we have to be sensitive to the voice of God to recognize when he's speaking I've had so many experiences that blow my mind and it's so many I was thinking oh my God which one I share now but the Holy Spirit just point out the one I should share uh, I am deeply immersed in ministry and I have many things that I do, which I did not even say in my bio. I wanted to stick to the, the number of words. <laughs> but I also um, host an annual women's conference. And this I started in 2016 was the first year that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I needed to do that. One of my ministries is soul care healing. And so for the third year um, of that ministry to celebrate the third year, the Holy Spirit says, I should do a conference. So I prayed and fasted and everything, but to make a long story short, um, the person who promise to decorate the venue just did not keep her word did not follow through the night and this person is an um well anyway let me not say too much but um <laughs> because i don't know who's gonna watch this but um, the night of the venue the night before the venue the venue was to be on a saturday and the Friday night, uh, prior to the, the Friday night before the venue, before the event, 
I went to the venue, big hall, to, you know, just to be with those who are there and to make sure everything is in place and all of that. Before I left the house, I called the person and the person says, um, I cannot be there right now. I can't be there tonight. So I expect the person is going to go early the next morning and do what needed to be done. So the next morning I went, the morning of the event I went, and of course I got there early. People of God, that place was so beautifully decorated. I mean, so beautifully decorated, but guess what? I found out it was not even the person who had promised to do it. It, it was somebody different. Now look at what sisterhood is all about. The person who decorated that place, I did not have any contact with that person. That person did not call me up on the phone and said, um, Sister Jasmine, they call me that too, Sister Jasmine, Sister Jas, Dr. Gordon, whichever. <laughs> the person did not call me up and said, do you have anything that need to be done? I am a good decorator. I do an excellent job. Do you want me? No, there was no communication between this person and I. What am I saying? I am saying God has a way of speaking to people and constrain them in a way that they cannot put a stronghold on them. They cannot get away. Here's the one thing I did. I prayed. While during planning, I fasted and I prayed and I, and I literally verbally said to God, God, you know what needs to be done. God, you know what I need. Will you please send people, send the right people to do what needs to be done? When I found out who, did the, the, who decorated the venue and realized it was not the person who, who promised, I said, God, this has to be you. God, this person decorated the place in such a way without me asking or doing anything this has to be god this is this is how god operates so i want to say this is sisterhood being there and doing with all of your heart with all of your soul what need to be done for the next person without thinking of anything in return because god is the one who gives the return. And so I have no problem reaching out to others and do what needs to be done because I expect the returns from God. That is sisterhood, people of God. It is real. It is real. It sure is. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma and God has a way of showing up and showing out. And he will use people to bless you. You know, that's one thing that some of us, we, we forget about, you know, that's why we have to be mindful of how we treat you because you don't know if God is sending that person, that sister, okay, to come into your life to bless you. It's not always going to be monetary. It's not always going to be about money. Okay. Just their presence in your life can bless you. Okay. That's sister. Thank you so much, Dr. Jasmine. Ms. Lauren. 
Um, one of my many experiences with sisterhood is accountability and, and correction. I think a lot of times we think that when you love a person or you like a person, you you pacify them um, or you know you try to sugarcoat the truth or not tell them the truth out of fear of hurting their feelings. But I, I often say, you know, love me enough to tell me the truth. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Show me how to get it right. Now, it's my opportunity what I choose to do with it, but love me enough to show me and tell me and correct me. Because a big part of love and a part of sisterhood is correction, um, holding one another accountable. We shouldn't go along with something that we know is not right, just because it's our friend or our sister and we love them. So I, I try to hold my sisters accountable and Lord knows they hold me accountable. <laughs> um, but that's what it's all about. We, we build each other up and, and, you know, where I'm weak and they're strong, we, we pray with each other and we learn from one another and vice versa, where I'm strong and they're weak, we're going to pray our way through it. I'm going to teach you what I can and, and we build with one another. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And I like that you shared that. That's a big part of sisterhood is accountability. It's not always going to be, you know, peaches and cream. There's sometimes when your sister being at blood or, um, you know, someone that you know outside of your family, they might have to hem you up. I've been hemmed up a lot of times, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, I appreciate that. Put me in my place. If I'm doing something, that is out, that's not me, that, that doesn't look like something I'm usually um, doing, especially if I'm telling you and you see that I'm a Christian woman, I'm outside doing something else, please hem me up. Amen. You know, I tell my best friend all the time, she'll reach out to me, so what, what's, what's going on with you? Do I not come there and, and deal with you? Like, what, what you need right now? Because th this is not you. This is not the Tamara that I know. So we got to pray right now and get you back, you know, to your normal self. Let's yeah. go ahead and do that right now. Those are the type of women that I need in my life. You know, yeah. because some of us, we get off track. You know, we're human. But still, if we're claiming to be a Christian, we're, we're claiming to be a kingdom woman, we're claiming to be a child of God, we need those type of women in our life that's going to hem us up, that's going to pull us to the side, like, hey, let's have a talk, let's pray, what's going on? I appreciate those type of women. Um, okay. Yes, in the same token, we have to be that person. I think so many times we want that, but then it's like, like um, Dr. Jasmine said earlier, when God puts that on your heart, are you going out? Are you reaching out to your sister? Are you calling them? Are you, you know, just praying for them? Because sometimes they might not answer. Does that mean that you don't pray just because they're not on the phone with you? Pray for them. You don't have to really know what's going on. God just puts that on your heart. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we want our sister to hold us accountable, but then we're not holding them accountable. And it's just, you know, that's something that, you know, I stand on being obedient when God is telling me, like, reach out to this person, because I've been in situations where um, I never forget, there was a woman I, I knew, but I didn't know. Um, and I had her phone number. And one day I was just, it was just set on my heart, sent her this message and text, sent it to her. And the person that knows her um, better than me and they also know me they called me and they was like what did you say to her and I'm like one that was not your I didn't send it to you so why 
And they were like, well, she came to me and she was crying because she said that um, your message came at the right time. And I said, well, what does that mean? So I come to find out her, um, her brother had passed away, was murdered. And that was her only sibling. And she was devastated. And she said that morning she was contemplating committing suicide. And I sent that message right at the time. And she's like, it saves her life. She said, and she wanted to call out, but she said she couldn't stay home because she had to tell someone. And the person that we both mutually know was the person that she went to. And again, I don't have a relationship with this woman. This woman is not someone that, but I felt in my spirit. And like I said, I don't remember what I said because that's not important. God said, write this. I don't need to take a screenshot. I don't need to keep it, but give it to her. And I always remember because another, um, a pastor said this to me when I was fighting with my walk. And she said, sometimes if you're not walking and doing what you're called to do, that could be blood on your hands. She was like, because you, she was like, if you're not speaking when God says to speak, if you're not sending those messages when God say, that could be someone like literally going and shutting down their computer, shutting down their phone and committing suicide. So those are things that I think is, is heavy as we are Christians, but those are realities. And again, we know there's a lot of leaders that's not talking about that. They want to they want to sugarcoat everything, but that's what sisterhood is. That's what ministry is. That's what saying I'm going to walk like Jesus and I'm going to actually be that person that God needs me to be and take that serious in every aspect of our lives. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Dr. Jasmine, yes ma'am. I just want to... Um... Uh, I just want to confirm what Sister Tanisha has just said. That is so real. And when I spoke earlier, I said it is so important that we be sensitive to the voice of God, that we know God's voice. We are sensitive to his voice in that we know when he is speaking. Not only that, but also to be obedient and do just what he says. The 2nd of August this year, 2nd of August, I had a surgery. And, um, and that was a Monday, the 2nd of August, I had this surgery. And do you know, only within my family, only my family members knew I was going to have this surgery. It was an eye surgery. My son lives in Michigan and I had his, his boys, two boys for the summer. And so he came down uh, the week before my surgery. He said he wanted to come so he can take me. So the month, so we, I had the surgery that Monday. The following day, I had to do a follow-up. Do you know that morning, that morning, um, just before I left for the doctor, he took me to the doctor. Um, the, the bishop at my church sent me a text message. And in the text message, I didn't see it till the evening or maybe the next day. But she sent the text message that morning. And she said, my beautiful sister, I am thinking of you. And I am praying for you. She had no clue. Nobody knew what I was going through. And it was a difficult surgery because I'm still in the process of healing 
the doctor say I have a minimum of 12 weeks healing. I even had stitches in my eye. That same week toward the weekend, another sister, beautiful, beautiful, loving sister, sent me a text and said something to the same effect, wishing me a blessed week and all of that, and she's praying for me. They knew nothing of what I was going through. I have had the experience where I post in my page on Facebook or in a group, or I give somebody a call or I send somebody a text and they will say, I needed to hear this right now. This is real. This is sisterhood. And as um, I think it was Dr. Tamara who said earlier, it's, it's, not, it's not all about money. It's not all about material things. It could be just giving up our time to listen. It could be giving a word of encouragement. It could be just, it, 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 it is beyond material things. And so I just want to encourage you and myself to be sensitive to the voice of God and to be obedient and to be, have that spirit of discernment to see when our sisters need help. We have to be able to see because so many times some people are really, um, not because they're selfish, but they are private. Sometimes it can be that they feel shame, ashamed. It could be for many different reasons they will not open their mouth and say, I have this need. So we have to walk in, in, walk in the spirit in such a way that God and have a willing and submissive heart and a compassionate heart. So God will choose us <laughs> so that God will choose you and that God will choose me to go out there and, and, and bless somebody. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for sharing that, um, Sister Tanisha, because it blesses me. We, we, we don't have, God has it all together and he, he will get it done. He will get it done and he's creative. He's going to find all kinds of ways to do it. And, and, and through the uh, most unlikely person too, because he says, he, um, he, he prepares a table before us, right? Even in the presence of our enemies. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know what? God sometimes not only just prepare the table in their presence, but sometimes he used them to serve you. <laughs> now that's the truth. That's a word. Yes, he will use them to serve you. And they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> Lord, this is sweet. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I want to go ahead and just thank our guests that are on as well. Uh, Miss Sylvia. Oh, we got somebody else coming in. Thank you. Um, is this Dr. Bola? Okay. I know yes. you are. Well. We're, we're uh, <laughs> friends on Instagram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, Seal, is, what's that short for? S-I-L. That's short for Cecilia. 
Okay, I know Miss Casilia. Okay, welcome. And we just got someone to come on. Welcome as well. It doesn't show a name, so uh, please forgive me. Um, but I do want to share a story. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Miss Tanisha. And we have one person listening on Clubhouse who's also tuning in with us because I'm, I'm on. Oh, awesome. So, welcome. Person as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wanted to uh, share a story as well about how, you know, God will, you know, that the, the discernment is so, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, I just wish that everybody will have that spirit of discernment because it will save not only your life, but someone else's life. A um, couple months ago, before I was starting these workshops before I was even fully ready to, you know, start them and do them. Um, and this is one thing about sisterhood. There's times we're going to have some, um, some bad experiences, but then God shows up and shows out and just turns this whole thing around. So a couple months ago, I was talking about having these workshops and, you know, starting to reach out and get some people involved. And some of the past people that I had that was going to be involved, something happened. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you're doing things for God, not sometimes, all the time, when you're doing things for God, the devil's going to show up. The enemy's going to show up, you know, and unfortunately, he shows up in people. Okay, so these same people that I was going to be having these workshops with, I was going to have them as speakers. Um, it fell apart and in falling apart, they want to take me down as well. They, they, they tried to curse me. <laughs> I'm just going to say they tried to curse me, but that's something that we have to deal with as, as women, as Christians. And, you know, it, it, it affected me. Let me tell you how God is. Okay. Someone reached out to me, didn't even know what happened, what was being said what these people were trying to do. And she reached out to me. She was also one of our speakers for the mindset workshops, Dr. Cassandra Brown. She called me up. She said, something's going on. And she said, God put you on my spirit. She said, we're not having this. We aren't, we aren't having this. She said, everything that you, that God has placed in you to do, you will do. You will do. I don't care what, the, uh, the, what, what these other people were trying to do. She said, we're not having it. And she started to pray for me. Okay, and when I tell you the when she started to pray for me, it's like everything just went silent. I couldn't hear nothing else but the words that she was praying over my life. Okay, so we need sisterhood. We need people that have that, that gift of discernment to come in and do the work of God, to do what he has placed on them to do. Okay, and because she had that spirit of discernment, because she was obedient, it's because we, that's, that's, one of the reasons we are here today, well, we're, we are continuing to do these things for God, for his kingdom, okay? So we need women like that in our lives because there are going to be, unfortunately, some other women that's gonna to kind of come and try and shut things down because they have allowed the enemy to use them, okay? But we know that God, his work is gonna get done. It's going to get done. So I'm, I'm grateful for Dr. Cassandra I'm thankful for every one of you that's on here. And I just want to say, whatever it is that God has placed on your life to do, please do it. 
please do it. Don't look at who is it there because he's going to send people to help you get his plan, his work done. Okay, so I'm thankful for, again, for each and every one of you that is on the Zoom, that is watching on Facebook, every single one of you. This, this is sisterhood. This is sisterhood. Even though we're going to go through some dark times, we're going to have some women come try to come up against us, we're going to still go for it. So um, another thing I want to have us talk about today, because we shared our personal experiences, we shared our personal stories. There are biblical stories that will show us what sisterhood is about. So I'm going to ask each speaker, is there a biblical story that you want to share about sisterhood? Miss Tanisha. So I've been in a roof. Ruth has been um, for like the last two months. I've been, I think two, I think I did two workshops already on Ruth. On, on Ruth. So this morning when I was going over our notes, Ruth and Naomi, um, the one thing I can appreciate and I think I've definitely got that from my mother. My mother, she always found those best friends at work. People that, I mean, to now, I know that every Sunday, if my mother does not answer my calls in the afternoon, that her and Miss Diane are on the phone, they're discussing what they're making for Sunday dinner. And they've been doing this since I was like five, okay? But that is one of those relationships that I think about, about Ruth and Naomi because Ruth was younger, you know, and so many times people don't look at that as a sisterhood. You know, um, Ruth was Naomi's sister and the time that she needed her, she was the one that said, no, I'm not, no, don't push me away. I'm going to go back with you because I don't want to leave you. And, and so many, you know, a lot of times we, we kind of, we don't realize, like we think about age, you know, oh, our sister has to be someone who's in our age group you know, someone who we can relate to, because many times it's about spiritual and the mental um, relationship. It's not even about the age. And I think about the two people that I have had that experience with that I can call if I need prayer, if I need some guidance, especially dealing with any kind of spiritual warfare. I have women that I can contact and that God, he definitely put them in my life because he knew hey, she's going to need them. And they're significantly older than me. And they, in turn, have also come to me and, you know, and asked me for prayer, asked me for guidance. Um, and I'm just like, wow, like you, you're looking at me and they're like, you got wisdom in there too. You have things that I need. And I just appreciate that. And I think so many times we overlook that sisterhood relationship with Ruth and Naomi and apply those same principles in, in our own lives. And that was, you know, one that definitely resonated with me um, in my own personal and what I've seen, you know, what my mother experienced for 30 something years with her friends. Awesome, thank you for sharing. I'm glad you brought up Ruth because there's actually a scripture out of Ruth that I wanna share that speaks to me about sisterhood. Okay, so it's Ruth um, chapter one, and it is verses 17 through, nope, just 17. Yep, so 17 is where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. That speaks to me about sisterhood. It, it says that, you know, Wherever you are, I'm going to be. If not, uh, if not even in person, but in just in presence, 
if you're in Miami and I'm in Orlando, I'm still going to be there for you. You know what technology we got? FaceTime and all these different way, ways of contacting and keeping in contact with people. I don't have to be in the same place as you. I just told you about how I'm in my own house and my friend calls me up and the way she prayed, it's like she was standing right there in front of me. Okay. Just being there for someone is sisterhood. Okay. Um, and nothing, nothing should come between us as women. Absolutely nothing. It should not be no man. I'm like, Lord, you know, <laughs> sometimes like you will lose your best friend over a piece of man, a piece of man. It's like, what, was it that good? Was it really worth it? You know, and it's like, they, they're not worth it, you know, half of the time, but it, they, they, that should not become um, become you and your friend. There is nothing in this world that can come between me and my best friend. Sometimes I, I, you know, when I go preach and she comes to see me, I tell people, I said, this is my stalker right here. Wherever I'm at, she right there. She will get on a plane and she will come to wherever I'm at. Like, girl, you speaking okay. Let me know the day and time I'm going to be there. Okay. She will put stuff on hold to come and be there for me. That's sisterhood. That is sisterhood. Um, anyone else want to share a biblical story on sisterhood? Dr. Jasmine. Yes, I would like to share. Um, I admire. It's two women I'm going to talk about, Mary and Elizabeth. I admired their relationship, although they were they were cousins, but they, they, their relationship to each other was just beautiful. And they were protective of each other. I see a lot of qualities in them that as, as children of God, as, as believers, as sisters in Christ, and as women who are pursuing to live out the qualities of sisterhood. These two women are two women that we can and should emulate. Um, Mary and Elizabeth, you, I look at um, how, how close they were to each other. These two women, they live out in their daily lives, in practice, the true meaning of sisterhood. And, and, and I could go on and on and name some of the, of the godly attributes that they embodied. They were protective of each other. And we know they were both pregnant at the same time. Although uh, John was born a little before Jesus. But when, notice what happened when Mary went to visit Elizabeth and to tell her, just imagine she was so excited and just, oh, just, just bursting with joy and excitement. And she went to share with Elizabeth what was going on with her, how she was pregnant. And the moment she opened her mouth and spoke and said it, the Bible said that, and we'll read about this in Luke, 
chapter one and two, the, the Bible said that when, when Mary said that to Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth leaped for joy. What am I saying? I am saying that as sisters, that's the attitude that we should exhibit towards one another. It is too often, and let me tell you something, surprise, surprise, even in the body of Christ, people will be jealous of you. When they see what God is doing for you and in you and through you, and how God is using you and what, what God is using you and how, and how you run, you are running with what God has asked you to do and tell you, you're running. And instead of them supporting you and giving you energy and building you up, guess what? They will throw every stumbling block they can find in your way. But Mary and Elizabeth, they supported each other. And so um, Elizabeth was just full of joy and what a beautiful thing. That's, that's what we need to emulate people of God. I will not even mention the qualities that they exhibited, the godly qualities, but I'm sure you can think of some of them. And so I, you know, I will just stop at this point, but I admire those, those two beautiful women they are great examples of sisterhood. Thank you, Dr. Jasmine. I'm just laughing because I, I could talk all day about women and the body of Christ and in the church. So I'm, I'm not even going to even touch on that. We're just going to keep it moving along. Miss Lauren, do you have something to share? Um, yes. I, I When I heard Dr. Jasmine say Mary, I said, she's getting ready. To, but Mary and Martha, um, again, one of my things is, you know, covering one another until we recover. And when Jesus came to visit, you know, Martha is working, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she, she's being hospitable and Mary's sitting, you know, and she finally got to the point where it's like, okay, Jesus, do you see this? <laughs> you know, and, and we do that sometimes. It's like, wait a minute now, I'm doing all the work and she's sitting, but even then, Jesus basically said, you know, maybe you should come sit with her. He essentially paraphrased a little bit. She's getting some things here. <laughs> so we have to remember, even in covering our sisters, that one, we don't know what they're going through a lot of times. Um, and just because it looks like they have it all together or it looks like they're, they can be in a dark place. So we may be carrying more of a load for them to get them through. And there are going to be times where they have to carry more of a load for us to pull us through. So it's, it's a give and take in the friendship and the relationship. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. Lauren. Ms. Valerie. I just wanted to give an example. Um, I wanted the, I hope you all can hear me. Well, I, there's some background talking, so forgive please forgive me um but I wanted that Ruth and Naomi relationship with my mother-in-law after my husband died and her husband died um three years later but I had to realize I couldn't force 
you know, you can't force relationships. You can't force people to love you and they really don't or they have are working through whatever they're working through. So I had to kind of fall back and and just understand that that's sometimes how it is. But I also know that God will also provide those people for you whether it was someone older than me or in my case as right now is someone younger than me. Um, and again, it's back to what everyone has said, especially when Dr. Jasmine said we have to obey God. You know, it goes along with that. Seal, who is on the call right now, she, um, God, we worked, to, we formerly worked together and God put it on my heart to talk to her because I knew she was an author like I was. And I prayed about it, and I was like, well, God, are you sure? He's like, yeah, talk to her about doing the writing workshop. Well, long story short, we communicated. She said yes, and the rest has been history. But I did not know at the time that I was going to be uh, such a blessing to her, and I had no idea that she was going to be such a blessing to me. So I just, you know, so I wanted the Ruth and Naomi, but other than, you know, I think I still have something like that in someone that I didn't even expect. So that's my take on it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. And I do want to point out what you said that you, yeah, you can't force relationships. That's one thing um, that I've learned, you know, with sister. It's like, you're not going to be able to touch everybody. You're not going to be able to, um, you know, have those relationships that you're designed with everybody. Everyone is equipped to be who you need them to be. Okay. And that's fine. That's fine, but God is going to send that person, okay? So we don't have to say, you know, be in a corner and like, you know, upset and, you know, unhappy because what we want is always going to be something better that God is going to send. Um, I'm going to share another scripture. Um, this particular story doesn't necessarily have, you know, the women, uh, like, uh, you know, that sisterhood vibe really but it still speaks to me on how uh, we can view sisterhood okay so it's going to be out of the book of esther and it's in chapter four and it's going to be starting with 15 and 16 so it says then esther told them to reply to mordecai go gather all the jews who are present in shushan and hopefully i'm saying that right and fast for me neither eat nor drink for three days night or day my maids and i will fast likewise and so i will go to the king which is against the law and if i perish i perish that that last part if i perish i perish but she was still going to go and do the thing that she needed to do and that's sometimes we have to get outside of ourselves you know she wasn't thinking about what was going to happen to her she said if i die i die but i'm still going to go ahead and do the assignment that is placed on me so that, that speaks volumes to me as it pertains to sisterhood. You know, we have to put ourselves aside sometimes, you know, because it's not always going to be about us. You know, we have to think about another person, another woman, another sister, another friend. What is she going through? How can I help her? What can I say to her? What can I do? Okay. And it's, so sometimes we're going to have to put place ourselves in some harm's way sometimes, you know, um, so, so many of us, if not currently, but in the past, me myself have dealt with domestic violence. I've had other women that come and say, We're, you're not, I'm not letting you go through this again. 
you know, they may have had to put themselves between me and the um, the um, the aggressor. You know, sometimes it's going to be that. Are you equipped to do that? It doesn't have to be that same scenario, but are you equipped to put your life on the line for another woman? That's what it is sometimes in ministry when you have to share your story to help someone else. It may still hurt you, but it, they may, may need to hear that story and say, okay, if she went through this and I'm still here and she's still standing before me, I can go through this. I can get through this. We have to get outside of ourselves and put ourselves sometimes on the front line and say, I went through this. I did, you know, I did this. The enemy tried to come against me, but guess what? I'm going to still go out there and do what God has called me to do. That's sisterhood. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Can, going can I say something sorry. real quick about that? Yes, ma'am. Um, I just want to give an example that just really resonates with me that what you just said, and it really touched my heart in a way that I didn't expect it to. Um, when my husband was sick in the hospital, um, it was a lady, her name was Miss Lisa, and she came to the hospital. And let me tell you a little bit about Miss Lisa. At that time, she was battling breast cancer herself. So she showed up at the ER with her mask on and her husband was right behind her. And she sat next to me. She a woman of very few words, but her her silence spoke loudly. And she said to me, she said, Valerie, what is it that I can help you with? And at the time, I'm looking at her like, how are you going to help me and you dealing with what you're dealing with? And so when you said putting yourself in harm's way, I felt like she was putting herself in harm's way to help me, but she was so determined to help me because she was being she was walking in her obedience and she said to me this is what I'm supposed to do I'm being obedient let me help you and so finally I was just like okay she was like do you need something for the kids I was like sure they did something for their lunch and so long story short Miss Lisa she passed away some years ago but that that always will stay with me for the rest of my life how she unselfishly she unselfishly so when you said talked about Esther Esther said if I perish let me perish she was unselfish she was willing to to suffer the consequence of but being able to help somebody else so that just stood out to me and I just wanted to bring up that point Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. I get a little bit emotional sometimes. Y'all, please forgive me. <laughs> I just, it, it's just, it's, you know, it's just amazing. It's, it's amazing how God does do things. Sometimes I just sit back and I'll tell you, I just start crying like, Lord, like the way that you just love us, you know, and we're, we're not perfect, but he still decides to love us. And he hears our prayers. He answers our prayers. And he will send people in our life to get us through, to help us, to push on. Okay, that's sisterhood. Um, let's, yes, Miss Tanisha. So I actually want to go back to something that Lauren said. And with this, you know, the one thing that I always take from that story is that Sometimes we have to teach us our sisters, like our sisters don't know. And I think, you know, just being, just being open to sharing that knowledge, you know, and saying like, hey, at this point, right now, it's not the right time to be playing this. Or you can go here and sit and get some wisdom, you know, but it's just being understanding, you know, and I think so many times we don't, we don't do that. We get mad because someone isn't doing, but are we asking ourselves, 
does my sister even know anything about this? Like the more that I started to teach on, you know, today I did Side Hustle Saturday. And when I was speaking yesterday, I was, you know, talking about the benefits of being a 1099. So many women were like, wait, I can write off taxes. I can do this and this. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, you got to teach me. And here I was maybe a couple of years ago getting upset with people because I'm like, you should know this. But it's like, wait, they didn't know this because at one point you didn't know this. So we have to just be open to just, you know, not chastise people and get angry with them. You know, I saw that a lot during the pandemic. You know, you should be doing this. You got your stimulus check. You should be doing this. But what if that's all that they know? They just know how to spend. They don't know how to invest. They don't know how to save. They don't know how to take that money and invest in the business and to make more money. They don't know this. We are, we are raised. I was raised on you get money, you spend it until you get your next paycheck. And then this is where we're like, oh, wow, emergency happens. I don't have $20 until Friday. So sometimes we just have to just educate and just have compassion for our sisters. Because a lot of times they just don't know. And you just might be that key to get them to that next level of knowledge. Yes, agreed. And that's another thing. It's like, while they don't know, they may have never experienced sisterhood. Okay, they have may have went through different things in their life. They may have had a bad relationship with their mother. They may have had a bad relationship with their sister. You know, even going to school, they may have had various different situations that it looked different for them. You know, people didn't get along. People didn't act like they loved each other. You know, so, you know, that, that takes compassion. It takes some um, being empathetic, you know, and at the end of the day, this whole workshop is about healing getting everyone to a place of healing where we can all continue to come together as sisters you know I can talk all day about the things that I've went through in my life that I had to get healed from that God had to sit me down like okay you need to work on this okay I need you to go out here and be speaking and loving on women but you need to deal with your issues I had so many issues that um, was around other women I had to deal with those issues. I had to get healed from those things. You know, people in the church, women in the church hurting me, but I still have to go out here and do what God has called me to do. You know, going through school, women wanting to fight me, jump me. I still had to get past all of that so I can be here and talk to other people about sisterhood. I can't let those experiences define who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. If I would let that stuff get to me, I could not stand before you and talk to you about sisterhood. Okay, yes, I've been hurt by other women, but I still believe that we can come together and get on one accord. I still believe that. I still believe that. That sisterhood, it, I, I have to put that stuff aside, like, okay, that was one experience, that was two experiences, but every woman is not like that. God will continue to send the right women into my life and the right relationships will take place so I could go, go ahead and complete my assignments. That's how I had to look at it. I had to let go of the hurt and pain that was brought on by other women because I'm still called to speak life into women. Still called to do that. It's not gonna, it's, he's not gonna take it away like, oh, you've got hurt by these women. So let me just take this from you so you don't have to deal with it. No, he said, you still going to speak to women. You still going to write these books for women. You still going to be a minister to women in these people's churches, even though they don't want you there. Sometimes you still going to go there and do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 
I want to ask the question. I probably just answer it myself, but I want to give everybody else the opportunity. Do you still believe that we as women can come on one accord? Yes, we, we're doing it individually, but as a whole, do you still believe that can happen? Ms. Lauren. Yes, I do. And, um, and Sister Felicia, you touched on a big thing of finances and 1099s. And that's another thing that's very important in sisterhood. And maybe, you know, prayerfully, maybe we can do some discussions on that as well. But budgeting, saving, um, we, so many of us live paycheck to paycheck. I, I recently bought a vehicle in January and people said, well, you know, how did I pay cash for it? I was, I was blessed to be able to do that. Well, how did you do? Well, I saved. You, you know, I've, I've been working for years. I, I should have a little something put aside, but so many people, all we know is spend, 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 and, and we don't have an emergency fund or, you know, we don't have life insurance. And if someone dies, we, you know, we're trying to figure out how to put them away and how to get money for the burial. So that also is, is so important. Um, like you said, Sister Tanisha, you know, the 1099s and how to write things off for a business expense. But, but yes, I, I do believe we can still come together in, in unity as one. Awesome. Dr. Jasmine. You're on mute, Dr. Jasmine. Okay. Right. The, the thought that came to me is that if we stop believing that we can come together as one, on one accord, one vision, one goal, one purpose, not all doing the same thing, of course, but that one will be doing different things. As in the case with all of us on right now, you have, we have our different calling or different activities, but it's the same one focus in the sense that the desire and the intention is to first love and serve God and then serve one another. That's the one general main focus, love and serve God, love and serve one another. We are doing it in so many different ways, but it's the same focus. So I am saying when we stop believing that that is possible, when we stop believing that we can do that, then it means we stop believing God. <laughs> That's just my take on it. We stop believing God. When we stop believing it's possible for us to have one mind, one goal, one focus, one intention. And what is that? To love God, to love God's people and to help one another as we go along. Because guess what? We're all on this journey. We're all on this journey and I believe it is my responsibility to help everyone along the way so they will not fall out by the wayside and be overtaken by the wolves, but to help them along so we can all get there, get there where, get to the finish line. And we can all hear our Heavenly Father saying, wow, well done. You have done amazing. And it doesn't mean, you know, the Holy Spirit is just revealing to me now. 
It does not mean at the end of life. To hear, well done, you have done a great job. It could be the end of that day. It could be the end of that week. It could be the end of that month. It could be the end of that year. How about the end of this session? When God is going to say to Dr. Tamara, you have done well, and I'm proud of you. And he says to each of us on here with her, you have done well, and I'm proud of you. That's what I'm talking about. That one goal, that one focus, that one desire, that one intention to love God, love God's people, and help each other along the way. When we stop believing that, we stop believing God. So yes, Dr. Tamara, it's possible, and I believe it to be true. <laughs> Thank you. I do want to point out one thing that Dr. Jasmine just says. We don't have to be doing the same thing. We don't have to be doing the same thing to support each other. My best friend, she is not in ministry. She don't want to be in ministry, but she comes and supports me, okay? Uh, support is, is like, again, it's not always going to be money, okay? You can support another woman by sharing their content. I'm, I'm going to put Miss Lauren on her. Miss Lauren, before we even um, decide to have the, the, um, the workshop today, Almost everything I, I put out there, Miss Lauren is sharing it. Okay, so it, it's not, uh, you know, some people say, "Oh, well, I'm, just because I'm a part of this, I'm gonna go ahead and share it." Before this, Miss Lauren will share stuff. Okay, and I'm just like, oh, I, I was like amazed. I'm like, oh my goodness, the people don't do that. They don't do. It. They think you like they're taking you're taking something from them by sharing someone else's stuff. It's like. We don't have to be doing the same thing. I'm doing ministry. You may be doing something else. You may be, um, I can't think of nothing right now. You, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, because I want to say something. I'm like, Lord, you want me to say that? Like, you could be doing here. You could be selling here, okay? <laughs> I'm still going to share it because guess what? You're helping other women still, yeah. okay? It may not be the same kind of thing that we're doing, but you're still helping women, okay? And some people, some people will say about, oh, but she just selling wigs. Do you know how many people lose their hair because of different things that they have going on in life, different diseases out this out there? These people are helping them still look beautiful. Okay, yes, they're beautiful regardless, but still, some some women they need the certain things that help them to feel beautiful, to to take their mind off of something else. Okay, so putting a wig on is gonna make them feel beautiful. Let them have that, okay? But we don't have to be doing the same thing for you to share stuff, you know? Come on, it's, it's, it's all God's stuff, okay? All of it is his. We be trying to take it up and say, oh, this is mine, it's not yours. Everything belongs to God, every single thing. And you sharing something else is not gonna take away from what you're doing. You may be doing financial workshops, that has nothing to do with me speaking to women about sisterhood, with me speaking to women about mindset, it's not going to take nothing away from you. Okay? Tanisha speaks on purpose. Any chance I get when I go scroll through social media, Instagram, Facebook, and I see she's on and saying something, I'm going to share that because I know it's going to help somebody. She can help somebody in a way that I can't. That's what we have to look at that. I can say stuff all day to somebody. 
but it's something that Tanisha's going to share on purpose and on something about their finances that's going to just touch them and probably knock them down like, oh my goodness, I never knew this and I needed to hear this. Me not sharing that is going to keep them from that. We have to get out of that mindset that we're losing out on something. We share something else from somebody else. If you really believe in God, everything that he says is going to be yours is going to be yours. It has nothing to do with nobody else. Tanisha, go ahead. So the one thing that I I'm love that you said that I just want women to always remember is sometimes you might just be the person that God needs to plant the seed, but it doesn't mean that we have to sit and water it. And I think that's where the fear comes because it's like, well, I have to be the one that I have to plant all these seeds and I must water it. So I can't allow space to share Valerie stuff because, you know, she's going to take, I have to be the water. Like I have to water them. No, sometimes I can just plant the seed and it might not resonate with anyone. And then someone's going to come along. And like you said, it's just going to like hit them. It's like, wow. So we just see ourselves as just being those planters, just plant the seed and then just move and allow your sister, allow even your brothers to, to be the ones that come around and to water. And as we continue to share that, it's going to really help you. I mean, look at YouTube. There are people who they... They're just, all their whole YouTube channel is only sharing other messages. They're sharing other people's messages. They don't have them. They don't want to share a message for themselves. It's like, you know what? Um, Dr. Miles Monroe said this. I think people are going to need it. They uploaded. T.D. Jake said this. They uploaded. Dr. Samara said this. They uploaded. They're sharing everyone else's content on their platform that they could use because for themselves but they're using it just to share for others, you know? So, so many times we are missing our blessings because it's about me, me, me. And I tell anyone, if I had it my way, I would not be in the front. God puts me here. I did not choose. I don't sign. I never signed up. I didn't even want to be a teacher. And I've been told from a little girl, you're going to be a teacher. And it wasn't until 2010 when life was, had me hemmed up and God said, what you going to do? And I took my first teaching gig and I fell in love and it was like, oh, okay. So you never know what God is going to do and how he's going to position you. You just got to be obedient and stop thinking everything is about you because it's not. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing, Dr. Jasmine. Yeah, I just want to follow up with what um, Sister Tanisha has just said, which is so powerful. Um, the scripture that comes to mind for me right now is the one that says, People perish for lack of knowledge. And I say that because that's the, that's the scripture that the Holy Spirit just um, remind me of. People perish for lack of knowledge. So people do not do those things, um, Sister Tanisha, sharing and sharing and sharing others. Because they don't understand, they don't know what the word of God says, and they don't understand what the word of God says. Because the word of God says, um, we sow, right? The increase comes from God. All we do is sow the seed. And if we understand that, we will keep sowing and keep sowing. And um, and the thing is, we know that there are different soils out there. So you sow the seed, you're not going to see the returns. Uh, in other words, the seed is, because the ground is different everywhere, which is people's hearts, 
the seed is sown in their hearts, but different ones are going to react uh, differently. And also it's gonna, for each, for each person is gonna take a different time, a different period of time. But guess what? The beautiful thing is that the seed is sown and the seed will germinate and it will grow and it will bear fruit. But the, but the returns, the increase, it comes from God. That's all we can do is sow the seed. And we have to be willing and obedient to keep sowing. Even when you do not see anything happening. It, different seeds also. And I love gardening. I'm the best gardener in my neighborhood. <laughs> different seeds will take different times, period of time to germinate and to grow. So what am I saying? People of God, I am saying to all of us, let's purpose in our hearts that we will continue to sow and sow and sow. Don't worry about, well, what I mean is that um, don't, don't be too concerned about, oh, I don't know if it's gonna grow. Oh, I don't know how, what the effect will be. God will take care of that. Sow the seed, take responsibility and do what you are supposed to do, which is to sow the seed. Somebody else will water, somebody else will nurture, somebody else will do all the various things that need to be done. God will put in place someone to do it. Sow the seed and just keep it moving and sow as many seeds as you can, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I love that. I love that. Willing to sow. You know, one of my prayers that I'm always praying is, you know, for God to just use me. I was like, use me, Lord. Use me. You know, and many a time we don't know what that's going to be, but I'm willing to do that for him. You know, willing. Willing. Sometimes it's, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes he'll use us to bring light to certain situations. We think we're going out there and it's like, it's gonna be this good situation. He may put us into bad situations for us to shed light on some things, you know? And it's like, okay, I ain't tell you to use me this way now, Lord. But <laughs> I'm still willing though. <laughs> I was about to say, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause sometimes I'm like, oh Lord, like, no, I didn't get more specific. Like use me over here, use me there, send me here. But he's like, no, you said you're going to be a willing vessel. I'm going to use you. However, I like, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord. You know, I, I always give in to him. I might talk some junk to him, but I'm always going to give in and go out there. And like Dr. Jasmine said, just continue to sow. You know, it's not uh, for us to sow and plant. You know, sometimes we're just sowing and we're going about our business. And like, well, later on, we're here. Like, oh, okay. So it did work out. So good. Miss <laughs> Valley, you look like you got something to say. You want to say something? Yeah. I mean, everybody's hit on so many, so many valuable uh, points already. Um, I would just like to say, I believe that sisterhood can happen and will happen. I believe it takes maturity, you know, spiritual maturity, just being a mature, having a mature mind. One of my friends called me this morning and she was speaking about how she wasn't asked to, she's a financial um, expert. She owns her own business and she's thriving really well. And she was talking about how she wasn't asked to participate 
in a women's conference in the area, in the Houston area that's happening this week, this weekend. And I told her, I said, but don't worry about that. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't worry about that. You keep doing what you're doing. God sees you and he knows you and you're doing, you're, you're touching people. Don't worry about that. And so I think, and we were just talking about why certain people might not uh, want to, you know, why, why don't we want to include other people into things that we know are going to help other sisters? And we just I just told her, I said, I think it's a maturity issue. I think it it takes a mature woman to be able to step outside her circle and say, you know what? I don't want the same people in my circle to give their testimony. I want to get some people that I might not even know that well, but I see that they have a testimony. And I, it takes a mature person to do that. And, and not everybody's on that page. Will we get there one day? Preferably so. But it takes it's going to take us to be really mature and we're going to have to just obey anyway and step step out and just do it anyway regardless of the naysayers or regardless of what else somebody thinks or feels we have to just do it anyway yes ma'am agreed miss lauren i think in addition miss valerie you're right as far as maturity but i have found especially with women we compete with each other. And when I say we compete, you know, I'll be competing with you, Dr. Cameron, and you don't even know it's a competition, but, but subconsciously in my mind, <laughs> you, you know, so we have to get out of that as well. And I think that's why, like you were saying, you know, I share a lot of things on my page, but we, it, it's not a competition. You know, if we're all here, like you said, on the same accord to do the same thing, What's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. It, it's not a competition. You know, me sharing your things or you sharing mine is not going to take anything from your ministry or anything from my ministry. We're still performing the same goal. We're still looking to build each other. But, but a lot of times it's like a competition or we're intimidated by one another. So, you know, like, like Miss Valerie said, you know, she wasn't uh, chosen for that, that women's ministry. Sometimes it's an intimidation thing where people are intimidated by your gift or your presentation. And we can preach the same message, just like reading the scripture. You can read the same scripture and five different people read it and we can all get something different. But subconsciously we, we compete and we're intimidated by one another instead of building each other up. And that's a big part of maturity as well. Yes, ma'am, definitely. Definitely have to be spiritually mature because this is the thing, you know, in competition and it's like, uh, we're, we're not in competition. One thing with um, ministry, it's like, we're all God's people, okay? Sometimes you go to a church and people are like, oh, you still are my people. It's like, what people? These are God's people, okay? So please, <laughs> like, can we get away from that it's like no, no one belongs to you like you know the people that we're speaking to today these people don't these women don't belong to us you know we're putting it out there before everyone to hear it for everyone to get healed you know it's like i'm not like you know this this is not mine it's not my subject sisterhood has been here probably since before i was born it's not mine you know we're doing this to get everybody on the same page Okay, we're not trying to take people like, oh, this is my person, that's your person. No, we're all in this thing together. Okay, sisterhood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, it's like, how can we compete? It's like, it, again, 
the playing field is not ours, okay? It, it's, it doesn't belong to us. You know, we're called here to do a, a, an assignment for the kingdom of God. It's his assignment that he's given to each person. There's no competition. I'm not trying to get there before you get there. We could get there at the same time. We can lock mm -hmm. arms and do the same thing and still move forward and we'll still be able to do our individual parts. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. Before we go on to the next question, does anybody have anything to say? Okay. I just wanted to say one thing really quick. Uh, someone used the analogy about the bread, the different brands of bread, and how there are so many different brands of bread. And there's a someone wants that brand of bread. Someone might want wheat, or someone wants white, or someone wants the unbleached flour. And it's like the same thing with ministry, the same thing with sisterhood. We all can be doing similar things or reaching out to women, but it doesn't take away from the fact that somebody needs to hear about finances. Someone needs to hear about, about sisterhood. Someone needs to hear about grief and loss. Someone needs to hear about love. So we're all, we can all benefit. Everyone can benefit from everything. So definitely. And there's there's so many people in this world. We need everybody doing their part. We can't, there's no way that I can reach every single person in this world. I need Miss um, um, Lorna do her part. <laughs> I need Dr. Jasmine to do her part. I need Tanisha to do her part. I need Valerie to do her part. I need Sylvia to do her part. Everybody has to do their part. That's how we reach everyone. There's no way that one person can do all that on their own. Go ahead, Dr. Jasmine. I just want to share the scripture. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit is amazing. He has a way of just bringing to my remembrance the appropriate scripture for the right moment. <laughs> Lord, help me. The scripture that the Holy Spirit just reminded me of now is the one that says, I believe it was Jesus who said this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Guess what, Dr. Tamra? it still applies today. The harvest field is vast. The harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. Just imagine that, few. So humanity is out there and the laborers are few. God is still seeking laborers for his vineyard. And the way I look at it, it is um, the vineyard is God's vineyard. He chooses and places in the vineyard whoever he wills. And my responsibility, that's how I look at it, that my, my responsibility is not only to do what God has called me to do, in the vineyard, but I believe that I have a responsibility to assist and support all those laborers in the vineyard in whatever way I can so that they can maximize their potential and do what God has called them to do. And even if they didn't help me, that's fine, but God will place someone to help me too. And we are laborers together with Christ in this massive vineyard. 
And that is why Jesus, he told his disciples, he said, launch out in the deep. But some of us are just right there, right there, right? If, <laughs> if you have been to the beach, I'm from Jamaica, right? And Jamaica is surrounded by the Caribbean Sea. So we have beaches and beaches and beaches. Some people cannot swim. They're just right there <laughs> playing in the sand by the shore. But Jesus said, launch out. And in reality, that's what he wants us to do, to launch out in the deep, because there are so many fishes out there in the deep. They're not even coming to shore. You know that? They are not coming to the shore. We need to launch out in the deep. And so in our ministry, um, he wants us to launch out. Dr. Tamara, you're doing a beautiful job today. And he wants us all to launch out. He wants your willing heart and my willing heart. And if our hearts are willing to launch out in the deep, Sister Lauren, Sister Tanisha, Sister Valerie, Sister Sylvia Sill, if our hearts are willing to launch out, even if you cannot swim, God will send somebody to help you. People who cannot swim, they have um, lifeguards and they can go out in the boat or whatever, whichever means God wants you launching out there in the deep. So, oh, I just want to share that the harvest field is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And let's just launch out in the deep and God will take care of the rest, people of God. Yes, ma'am. Dr. Jasmine, thank you so much for sharing that. One thing I want to point out is that God sees us. He sees every one of us. He sees when we are doing our part and he sees when people are stopping us from doing our part. I don't want to be that person that's going to be trying to stop God's work from happening. I cannot be that person. That's why, I, I, you know, you have to just continue to go on, you know, and it's like you have to do your part. We have to continue to launch out or we have to continue to sow. But please do not be that person that is stopping God's work from going forth. Please don't be that person. We can't get hung up on who's doing this or they're trying to do the same thing I'm doing. I'm doing what God has told me to do. I'm being obedient to the call that's on my life. You know, and if that includes me helping another sister to do what she's trying to do, what God has told her to do, I'm going to do that. I never want to be that woman who is in this, you know, silent competition in my head, like, oh, she's doing this and she's doing that. We're all doing, hopefully, prayerfully, we're all doing what God has called us to do. And it's going to require us to partner up with other women. And not just other women, other men. Well, other men, other <laughs> men. I don't know why I said other men. <laughs> it's going to require us to even partner up with men. <laughs> you know, because- We get it. We men, get it. <laughs> I'm trying to hear what the Holy Spirit is like, <laughs> We get it because sometimes we have to reach out there and help some of the men too, right? They need help. 
And sometimes the help they need is going to come not from another man, but from a female, from a woman, right? So we cannot be uh, single-minded. Yeah. Okay, single-minded in the sense that we only want to help women. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm sure we do that in one way or another. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, next question. Our time is dwindling down here. Um, okay, we got three more questions. First question. Okay, why is it that so many women like to laugh when they see another woman down and out? Not necessarily, well, no, yep. There's some woman that will laugh at another woman for going through a certain situation, for being in a certain situation. Um, and instead of helping, they'll, they'll, they'll laugh, they'll talk about it. Um, yeah, ten, uh, Ms. Tanisha, instead of pulling that person up, this is the mindset that they will have to do that. Why is that? I think Valerie hit it on the head earlier, maturity, the lack of maturity. Um, seeing another woman struggle, if you find that funny, that just shows your level of maturity. And, you know, I just think that we're not taught, like some, some, some households, they have eight children and they're not even taught to look after their own siblings. So, you know, they can, we can't expect them to go outside and expect them to do that for someone else when they don't do that for those in their household. So I think that as we get closer to God and God starts to heal us, right, that's going to help us. And knowing like, you know, how did you feel when you were down and out? How did you feel when you knew people were laughing at you? When you knew people, because we, God will expose and let us know that people are talking about us in our, our down season. But we have to just, you know, definitely stay focused and just say, all right, God, you know, you're going to lead me to the, towards the people that I need. And we have to just be open for that. You know, so many times we look at those moments and we just shut down and we say, I don't want, that's when that, you know, the Miss Independent comes out and I can do it all by myself and I don't need anyone. And God is like, no, you do need someone. I, I'm going to, I want to send you sisters. I want to send you people that's going to surround you and love you because you don't know any better. So they're going to come and love on you to help you in your healing so that now when you are in this, this situation again, you can look at a woman instead of laughing, you'll know to, you know, pick her up, you know, hug her, just listen. Like I said in, in the video, just smile at her. Sometimes we have this thing, it's just like, we just like, I live in New York City. We are known for being a very aggressive city. And it's very sad when I got into the, the mindset of like, you know what, just being just more positive. Like I, and like I had the New York grill for most of my life. So I walked down the street. I'm like this, don't talk to me. And when God started to really touch my heart and he got to start to soften my heart and I started to good morning. The neighbors were like, and I'm like, all I said was good morning. And now I understood how other people, like how people felt when they might've said that to me. So I didn't take that personal. I just had to continue to be that example. So that if I see that neighbor again, cause we're gonna see one another, then now they're, oh, good morning. You know, they're now understanding and hopefully they will pass that on to the next person that they see. So I just think that so many times it's just learned behavior. No one is correcting it. 
like society is not correcting it. Societies, the, the darkness of society is speaking loud right now. So it's like our light, it feels like it's not possible to shine through, but it is. We just have to keep on choosing intentionally every day, even when we're in our, in our funk, when we're in our feelings, we have to still remind like God wants us to still be that light because darkness is 99%. 99, like we're, we're, we're battling against a 99% warfare right now. So our 1% has to come out as if it's 1000%. So we have to take that seriously to help those sisters and those, those brothers to stop tearing each other down and to start lifting each other up. Yes, I'll just quickly, yes, thank you. I will just quickly say that, um, I believe it's Sister Sylvia, Sister Sylvia, she typed the word there, jealousy, in the chat. And that's exactly what I was thinking of. And uh, maturity, um, Sister Lauren said earlier about maturity, and Sister Sylvia said jealousy. And I, I, it's beyond maturity or immaturity. And jealousy. It, this, the Holy Spirit bring to me that scripture about jealousy. I don't remember where it's found now. That's what the Holy Spirit does to me. Bring these scriptures to my remembrance. And a lot of times I don't remember where some of them are found. But the scripture says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. When I think of the grave, I think of death. Death is associated with the grave. And the Bible says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Jealousy is cruel. And um, light and darkness, um, Sister um, Tanisha talked about light and darkness a while ago. The Bible says light and darkness. The Bible says God is light. And I believe is in Revelation. It says God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. Light and darkness cannot uh, exist together. There's no relationship with light and darkness. And so for a sister to behave that way, it speaks to the condition of the heart. Listen, people of God, I am not the example because like you, I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to walk in the precepts of God's word. Jesus himself is our perfect example. And so for a sister to behave like that, I pity for them and I pray a prayer in my heart for somebody like that. If I were to see somebody behave in that manner or to hear somebody speak in that manner, I'm whispering a prayer. And if the opportunity lends itself and the Holy Spirit gives me um, the go ahead, I will minister and, and speak to that person there or later. But a sister behaving like that speaks to the condition of the heart. Those are not my words. That's the word of God. The word of God says we should guard our hearts. For the issues of life flow from the heart. Everything we say or do comes from the heart. It, it happens in the heart first, in the mind. 
someone talk about the mind um, earlier. I teach a lot about mental health. But the mind, it happens in the mind first before it becomes action, before it becomes words. It starts in the heart. So all we have to do, um, Dr. Tamara, is to pray for such a sister. Yes, ma'am. Miss Valerie just shares that many unhealed and troubled hearts, we have to continue to be the light. I agree. No matter what, no matter what, whatever, whatever tries to come up against us, we have to continue to be the light. Miss Lauren, did you have something to say? I agree with Miss Valerie on the unhealed and troubled hearts. A lot of times it's, it's wounds that have been covered, but not healed, um, which essentially leads to a lot of insecurities. I work in law enforcement and I also dispatch medically. You know, one thing we tell people, if you, if you get a cut or you're stabbed or you have a gunshot wound, we tell you to apply pressure, you know, to the wound to slow the bleeding. If it bleeds through, don't take that towel off, put another one on top and hold it until, you know, until assistance gets there. And I think what happens is when we have wounds that haven't healed, we've We've covered them. We put Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid or towel on top of towel to stop the bleeding. So when we see someone else go through it, it one, it rips that bandage off our wound and brings back to memory what we haven't dealt with yet. And the coping mechanism is to, you know, put our best face on like we've got it all together and we've never been through anything. And as I hear people say, we've been saved all of our lives. So we're gonna laugh at them to downplay them to make ourselves feel better. But the reality of it is we're in the same position that they are, maybe a little beneath because they're dealing with theirs. We're trying to hide ours. So yes, the, the unhealed and troubled hearts and, and not healing, you know, just covering wounds. And, and we have that, especially in today's society where we learn how to push things aside and instead of, you know, taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and dealing with it and coping with it and, and healing, we'll just push it aside and move on as if it doesn't exist. The longer a wound sits there, just like an infection, if an infection stays, it's going to fester, it's going to grow, it's going to spread. So until it's, it's healed and taken care of, it only gets worse. Yes, ma'am, agreed. Okay. What are some ways that we can be, what are some ways we can help other women here? You went out a little, um, Dr. Tamar, so could you repeat, please? Say something else. So put them back in and say something. We started to hear. Dr. Tamara. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, please repeat awesome. the question. Okay. And Dr. Jasmine, you were going to say something? No, we could not hear you. So we want you to repeat the question. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to remember what I said. 
I didn't write this one down. Um, oh, what are some ways that we can help women heal? Transparency, um, honesty, honesty, openness, um, being real. Like I say, you know, a lot of times we we pretend that we got it all together and we've never been through anything. But, you know, if we just say, you know what, sis, I've been there. I, I've walked a mile in that shoe. You know, this is how God got me through it. And just like he got me through it, he's going to get you through it. I tell people uh, uh, our tests bring about a testimony, but it's only a testimony if it can help someone else. If we don't share, now granted, sometimes you're not led to share your testimony with everyone. But if we don't share our testimonies, we'll never help anyone else get through anything. Yes, ma'am. Ms. Tanisha? Um, in addition to that, because with sharing also comes with teaching. And I think so many times we have to teach people just what healing is and, you know, be able to give them examples of different ways to heal. I think that's the, sometimes that's kind of difficult because we, you know, we're, we want people to heal the way we healed. And that's not gonna always be the case. Sometimes somebody just needs to know like, was it possible? And then say, yes, it was possible. And this is how I did it. But this is how I also know that it can be done this way and this way. You know, I, I always think about that when I was sharing my weight loss journey, you know, and I was sharing, like, it was not just a weight loss journey. It was a healing. It was the beginning of the healing journey. And I started to, you know, as I'm sharing those tips and actually, you know, trying to teach people about the real facts of nutrients and just giving them the knowledge. And then they're able to now go back and start to implement and see, okay, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do that, but I can do this. And now they can now take those steps and start implementing them and now taking, moving forward. So I think definitely sharing our testimony and teaching people just about it will definitely help them to start healing. Yes. I think Ms. Valerie had her hand up first. You're good? Okay, Dr. Jasmine? Yes, in addition to that, I just wanna say um, one way of helping others heal also is to be compassionate because um, we can be, yes, all of those um, ways are, we have to be, or we should be transparent in sharing our story because our stories are powerful and our story does not necessarily have to be the identical thing that they have been through or going through, but we have a story that we, we have some experiences that we have overcome, right? And so we share our story, make ourselves vulnerable and share our story. Teaching is powerful. Yes, we have to teach them also, but doing all of those things are great, but they should be able, uh, they will sense if we do not have a compassionate heart. If, if we don't have a, if we are not ministering to them, from a place of compassion and love and sincerity, all the transparencies, uh, share all the amazing stories as much as we want, teach as much as we want. It's, it's not gonna be as effective as, as uh, it's not gonna be as effective 
um, if they find out we are not sincere, we don't have that heart of love and compassion, you know? And so I just want to add that, that sincere heart of compassion and integrity, you know, and truth will make a lot of difference in addition to everything else. Yes, ma'am, agree. Okay, anybody else had anything to share on that particular subject? I was just going to say, we just need to continue having these type of conversations. You know, the more we talk, the more we encourage each other and the more other people be encouraged to speak up, speak out, be sincere and be transparency as well. Yes, ma'am. Agreed. Okay. Um, I want to give each of you a few moments just to uh, share your information, websites, your books, where they can get the books at, any other events you have coming up. I want to give everyone that time uh, to do that. Uh, Ms. Lauren, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Okay, I currently don't have a website, um, just Facebook, Lauren and Jones. I can also put my phone number in the chat if anyone would like me to do that. Thank you, Ms. Lauren. Um, it's Tanisha. Sure, I am um, available at TanishaShanae.com. And you can also follow me on social media, on Instagram at TanishaShanae, on Clubhouse at Miss Inspiration, M-I-S-S Inspiration. And my books, I actually have two books here, not because I was trying to promote, but I was live earlier. But actually, um, I do create different journals. So I actually reached, um, created the healing journal, which is available on Amazon. It's just a line journal that has a couple of inspirations across. And then the book that I wrote in 2019 that God has been really having me speak more about, Dear Single in Love, um, Eight Principles for the Woman Waiting for Her God-Ordained Purpose Mate. And this book, I can honestly say, I was very hesitant about writing it, but every time that I share it and I, you know, speak on it, it does open up eyes for women as they are going through their season of single. So this book is also available on Amazon. Um, if you want an autograph copy, you can just um, DM me and I will send you an autograph copy as well. Um, with all my other books um, on Amazon, Transition to a Healthier You, Outlines My Weight Loss Journey um, of over Losing Over 140 Pounds, back in 2012 to 2013. Um, that story, even though I did gain some weight back, but I have lost 60 pounds this year, so I'm back on track. But the story is still there, it's written, and I, you know what God said, it's, you can't take it off. So Transition to a Healthier You is also available. So, yes. Thank you, Ms. Valerie. All right, I can be reached on Instagram as strong to the my website is www.strongtothefinishmotivationals with the s at the end.com. Um, on Facebook, I'm Valerie Johnson Reed. And I am also at Strong to the Finish Motivational Speaking. My books are Strong to the Finish Through Micah's Eyes, is my children's book. Um, Grieving Under God's Grace is my grief journal. And then my latest collaboration 
with seal is past the hot sauce real talk for teens thank you dr jasmine your mic is on you're, you're on mute Thank you so much. Yes, I will try to put it in the chat as well. I had started, but I do have a website. Um, it is drgordonministries.org. And I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group page. The, the group, the name of the group is Your Purpose in Focus. That's the name of um, a group on Facebook. Um, I am on LinkedIn and all of those places. I heard some of you on um, Clubhouse, follow me on Clubhouse and I'll follow you back. <laughs> yes, and, and Instagram too. So anyway, so my Facebook group is Your Purpose in Focus. I also have a ministry Facebook page. And the ministry Facebook page is Dr. Jasmine R. Gordon, Soul Care Coach. And um, I'll go ahead and type my the name of my book in as well. But um, my book is, you will see my book. This is my book, Especially Chosen to be Broken for Purpose. Overcoming Brokenness, Growing into Wholeness and Purpose. It's an amazing book of ministry. It's a little over 400 pages. It's a ministry of healing in itself. And so, so yes, so follow me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. I have a personal Facebook page. It is Dr. Jasmine R. Gordon, author. That's the personal um, page. I will put it in here in the chat as well. Thank you Thank so you. much, Sister Tamara. You have done an amazing job. I am so glad that um, I am blessed to be a part of this and to share this with all these amazing women. God bless each of you. Thank you, Dr. Jasmine. Ms. Fowler, did you uh, share about your uh, clubhouse, clubhouse room that you have? I did not, but I realized that after the fact. Um, I do speak on Clubhouse about uh, being a widow, and I don't. Let me see if I can find it, because I really don't use it a lot. I use it, but I, I'm not on there all the time. Um, but my name on Clubhouse is Valerie Reed LBSW. So if you see that, then you see me or at Val DJ Reed, uh, well, Val DJ, excuse me, B A L D E E J A Y on Clubhouse. And um, I do, I plan on speaking about grief and loss, and I have been speaking about being, being a widow as well. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and I was actually able to be a part of, I think it was last week when you were. Um, they're speaking about that and that whenever you have it again I'll be on, on there again because it's it's needed it's necessary you know there are so many women that are widows and they don't have that 
sisterhood that they need. They don't have those people that's going to come in and help them through their time of grief and rebuilding. So amazing work that you're doing, Ms. Valerie. Um, I'm sorry, I was going to say something else. Oh, um, Dr. Jasmine brought up a, a good point, you know, because while we are doing this on Zoom, we have it going on Facebook, but we didn't even think uh, but we're, I think we're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to go ahead and have the same discussion on Clubhouse. We'll have to get together and, you know, get the times and everything together. But we, it's, it's necessary. Whatever outlet we have, that we have to get the word out there. So we'll talk. We'll have that the same conversation again on Clubhouse because that's, that's another platform that's there for us to have these type conversations to continue to help people. Okay, so... Um, and I wanted to share my information. This is one thing that I, I, I always get away from. I don't tell about myself. And so, um, you know, I'm just so um, willing to just go forth and do what God wants me to do. And I very seldom just, you know, I don't even share about who I am, <laughs> what I what I do. Um, but again, I, I am Dr. Tamara. I am uh, just excited for what God is doing in not only my life, but every woman that he has uh, for me to come in contact with um, every woman that's on the Zoom conversation, everyone that's on Facebook. I'm just excited to do a ministry with you all. Um, I do have a group that is on Facebook. It's called Kingdom Gals Ministries. And I think Tanisha brought up a point um, that some people, they, they, they just have a YouTube and they share other people's stuff. That's all I do in that group. I share other people's stuff. Anything that I see that I know is going to help another woman, I share it there. I'm not always on there talking and talking about myself. It's like, no, what else can I share on here to help every woman that is a part of this group? That's what that group is for. Um, I've been an author since 2015, you know, in 2012. And we, when we had our conversation before we were um, uh, meeting to do this, uh, this discussion, this conversation, 2012 resonated with almost every one of us. 2012 when was God told me that it was time for me to find my voice, knock me down because I'm the only one in the house and I just hear this voice and it's like, it's time for you to find your voice. And I'm looking around like, okay, did I just lose my mind? What happened? Okay. And so that, since then, I just been running, not even fully knowing what I'm doing. I just been going forth and just listening to that voice that I heard that was my heavenly father said, it's time for you to find your voice. So I'm still in that process, but I'm continuing to go forth. Uh, so since 2015, I've been an author. I've written over 23 books. All of my books are available on Amazon. You just go to Amazon. You can put my name in Tamara McCarthy. You'll see all those books come up. I have uh, two websites. I started a blog back in uh, 2016. Everything on there is Christian content. You know, whatever he gives me to share, it may be some stuff for single moms. It may be for some stuff for single women. It may be for women that's dating. Uh, any, anything that's going to help you with your Christian walk, those are the things that I place on my blog. So the first one I started in 2016, it is uh, com, And the second one I uh, started back in, I believe it's 2017, kingdomgalesministries.com. Um, I am a licensed minister. I'm an ordained pastor. Um, my purpose, my passion is to serve the kingdom of God. That's who Dr. Tamara is. Um, I am on Instagram, Single Mama Purpose. I'm also on Clubhouse, I believe it's Dr. Tamara. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Dr. Tamara Purpose Driven. Um, 
And I, I think that's it. I think that's it. And I just thank God for allowing me to do all of those things. It's because of him that I can stand before you and say that I am a woman of God. I am a chosen and called vessel to go forth and preach the word of God. And it may not always be in a pulpit. It may be here on Zoom. It may be here on Facebook. But whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to go do it. Whatever he tells me to say, I'm going to go do it. I've got put in all the places for saying some of the things that he's given me to say, but I'm going to still say it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I, I hope it's not showing. I'm just like, you know, Lord, use me, use me. And I'm just thankful for the women that he's put in my life to push me out there. Miss Tanisha Shanae, um, also y'all don't know, but this is my personal coach. Okay. She pushes me she has got me on this Facebook live because we were just going to do this thing on Zoom and she pushes me to go out there. It's like, okay, whatever, you know, you're going to have me do. Like, this, this is a God connection, a God connection. I know she's not going to have me do anything that's going to be outside the will of God. So I'm just thankful for her. Every one of you on this Zoom is a God connection. Miss Valerie, Dr. Jasmine, Miss Sylvia, Miss Lauren, Seal, every one of you are a God connection. I'm just grateful and thankful for each of you being here today and for your yes, not to me, but to God. So thankful, so very thankful. And this, this is not it. We're just getting started because there is so much work to be done in the kingdom of God. So much work to be done. And I'm just thankful to stand beside each and every one of you to do that work. Um, does and you know what? Everybody on here, I need you. And I hopefully, Miss Sylvia, you'll come off of mute. And Miss Sylvia, you'll come off of mute. I want each of us to just to say something to another woman that can be on here listening. They may come out on the replay and just tell them something that's going to encourage them and motivate them to, to keep moving forward, to not to give up, to shake the enemy off. Just say something that's going to inspire them to continue to go forth. And Ms. Valerie, you're up first. My encouraging words this uh, this afternoon would be obey anyway. Where you hear God telling you to move, you move anyway, regardless of what people say or do around you. Obey his word anyway. And when we, when we obey God, we can never go wrong. So let me encourage somebody today, obey anyway. Thank you, Ms. Valerie. Ms. Tanisha. So my encouraging words to you are just continue to believe God, believe that everything that he is showing you, he's telling you to do, there's purpose behind it and move even when it doesn't make sense. Um, I, we all can tell you, we probably have done things, made calls, written messages, made food for people and not understood why we were doing it. But like Valerie said, we have to obey and just do it. It's not going to make sense. But God loves you and he's going to always protect you. Thank you, Ms. Tanisha. Dr. Jasmine. On mute. <laughs> yes, so for those of you who are watching this right now or you are watching this in the future, I just want to encourage you to go for it. Whatever God is tugging in your heart, deep in your heart, you know that God has called you and is 
calling you to do something, I want to encourage you to do it. Um, it was King Agrippa who said to Paul, almost you persuade me. Well, I am saying to you, if you are fully persuaded that God is calling you to do something, I want to encourage you to do it because that purpose seed, you can see purpose right there behind me. I'm all about purpose. It's about the purpose. And so I want to say that purpose seed in your heart, God himself planted it there. The Holy Spirit, that's what he told Mary. Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That purpose seed in the womb of your spirit, God placed it there and no one can take it away from you. And God is waiting on you to fulfill that promise, that purpose. It comes with a promise. It comes with divine favor. And God is waiting on you to step out and do what he has called you to do. And do it willingly, people, because I'm telling you, if you don't, God can force it too. And you don't want for him to do that, right? And so he's not going to take that away from you. It is there. And so God placed it there. He's going to protect it. He's going to nurture it until in the fullness of time and, and allow you to give birth to that purpose because there is work for you to do. The harvest field is plenteous. The laborers are few. And God has a specific task for you to do. So I want to encourage you today to just step out on faith and God will see you through. This is Dr. Jasmine and I love the Lord with all my heart. Thank you, Dr. Jasmine. Miss Sylvia. Yes, today I just encourage you, uh, just like someone else has said, to keep the faith and keep your hope in God. And lastly, make wise choices. Godly wise choices. Yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't say yes enough. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> Miss Lauren. I'd say learn to love as Christ loves you. Um, learn to be comfortable and love the skin you're in. Stop trying to fit in. We, we are a peculiar people. And remember, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. Look to Christ for how he loves you and learn to love yourself as such. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Sil? Hey, ladies. Um, well, this was good. This was great. Um, I would say definitely before you pursue anything else, take the time to heal. Um, you'll be better for it. Um, you don't want to go through life bleeding or damaging innocent people. So definitely take that time to heal. Take that time to explore yourself so that you understand why you're here and your uh, God-given purpose. And ultimately, our lives are going to be examples one day. So make sure that even through the trials and triumphs, it's a great one. Uh, story of triumph, story of never giving up, perseverance, and one that shows um, the possibilities when you just obey God. So that's what I would say. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody. Miss Tanisha has something else. Come on, Miss Tanisha. No, someone is watching. They're listening on Clubhouse, but they didn't want to speak. So they shared with me. And it says, put God, her name is Tanya. So hi, Tanya. Um, she said, put God first and everything that you do. He knows the beginning and the end. We are stronger than we know. So I wanted to share that since everyone was sharing. Thank you so much for sharing, Tanya. Wow. I am just... I'm just like, everything is just like, oh my goodness. I'm just so amazed, so amazed at how good God is. So amazed. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> I'm really not. I just, I'm just so amazed. I'm just, I'm so thankful to be used by him. You know, it's like he gives us a choice between lightness and darkness. And for us to choose lightness, it just means your life is going to get so much better. So much better. You know, and it's like, we have a choice. I was talking to someone the other day. He is not going to force himself on you. You have to choose to say yes to him. And so my answer will always be yes. Always. So I just tell you, no matter what, continue to choose God, even when it doesn't look good, even when it doesn't feel good, continue to choose God. Okay. Again, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for every single one of you. I just, I'm thankful to see your beautiful faces on today. I'm thankful that you just, no matter what, we push through. I don't know if anybody else had to deal with anything this week. It's like every time there's something that we have to do for God and the enemy is just going to try to rear his ugly head in there, but we still made it through. We are still here. And I just, I, I thank you all for pushing through no matter what. We got to the finish line. We, 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 we even went over <laughs> our time frame, you know, and I'm thankful that everyone stayed on. I'm thankful that everyone shared all of your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just know we've touched somebody. You know, I, I know we have touched someone. And my thing is, even if that one person, even if it's just for one person, we have done our assignment for today. I'm thankful for everyone that came on Zoom. I'm, I'm thankful for you that were on Facebook. I'm thankful for everyone that was on Clubhouse and just continue to choose God in every single thing, in every single relationship, not just sisterhood, every single thing, every single thing. And I could just continue to go on and on and on, but I know we got other stuff we got to do. <laughs> so again, I, I want to thank you all again. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your yes to God. Thank you for choosing to speak about this, this subject matter, you know, because it is so necessary um, in all of our lives. You know, sisterhood is going to help us um, continue to do God's work, but it's going to continue to help us in our personal lives as well, because there's going to be something that we can say to someone else, someone, something that someone can say to us just to give us the ammunition that we need to continue to go on. So again, thank, thank you to everybody. Um, thank you, Dr. Jasmine, uh, Miss Sylvia. Yes, I want to ask if, if we will be able to share this on, um, on Facebook page as well. Yes, ma'am. On our Facebook page. Yes, ma'am. So on my page, there should be a share button and you just hit share and share. It should allow you to share wherever you want to share it to. Right, okay. I'll, I'll send out a video to everyone as well. If you want to okay. YouTube's or anywhere else, you know, um, you know, I have no problem doing that. 
you know, however we can get the message out, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. If I got to sit here, because I know one time um, we did a workshop and for the life of me, this thing would not go through. I'm trying to send it out and it was like, it would not go to email, would not send. I said, look, I'm going to keep at it. It took me like two days just to continue to send it, trying different ways. Like the enemy, like you is not going to stop this from going forth. Like well, people need to hear this. So, okay. <laughs> I'm talking too much, but thank you, everybody. Um, this will be on, um, it'll stay on Facebook. You can share it out there. Uh, I want to let everybody know it's going to be on my podcast as well. Uh, it, however, we can get the message out on sisterhood. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, this is not going to be the last conversation. We will have this conversation again. Um, again, this is Dr. Tamara. We had our sisterhood discussion, our conversation. We had some amazing women that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this on live, they share their information. You can get in contact with any one of us. If you need any, um, if you want to start your healing journey, we have Miss Tanisha here. She is a, a purpose coach. She coaches on other areas as well. We have Dr. Jasmine. She has uh, soul care. So you have people here that are willing to help you to get that healing that you need to not for just for sister, but for your personal journey with Christ. Okay. So thank you again, everyone. Have an amazing rest of your day until we see each other next time. Bye and blessings. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And God bless. God bless.